congratulations to the Chicago Bears on winning the first pick in next year's draft. Good job, guys. For those that don't know, it means you're the worst team in the league. <laughs> Officially the worst. Hey, I support it. You know, what they're going to do is uh, they're going to trade that pick. For what? Well, they don't need a quarterback, and they actually don't need many guys off the board in the first round, so they're going to trade it for probably some really good free agent or, you know, uh, tradable talent and or uh, picks down in, like, the second and third round, and they'll get kind of what they need, which is linemen, defensive guys, uh, defensive skill players, and maybe, like, a, a top 10 wide receiver at some level. Hmm. So first first round. Is, okay, so, so you actually think this is gonna yes, be a game? I'm gonna say that the best thing that could have happened for the Bears this year was one: Justin Fields proved he can play football. Actually, he's not a Mitch Trubisky, so that's that's one positive. And then the second part to that is they stunk. They stunk so bad that they get the first draft pick or one of the top three going into next year which is uh, one of the highest tradable assets in football. I mean, they're going to trade it away and get so many great pieces uh, to move around on their side. Hmm. All right, we'll see. Yeah. I it's, hope you're right. I'm a huge fan. I was really rooting for them to uh, kind of have a stinker. I actually wanted them to sit fields to avoid what normally happens to a good quarterback in Chicago. He gets injured and his career's ruined. Uh, so I was kind of hoping they could avoid that route. And uh, coast through the offseason, really stink it up, and score a first-round draft pick, man. Well, let's see if it helps. I, I'm not yeah. I'm I, a man of little faith. Hey, let's just say that. Let's say this. I uh, told Emma this afternoon, just after the game finished, that this is best-case scenario, scenario. And with this, the Bears are pretty much guaranteed now that Super Bowl uh, when the stadium's finished in three years. I do agree with that. No, dude, that stadium, I mean, it's not opening up for, till 2030. Oh, 2030? Oh, well, we'll own nothing actually, and be happy after. by that point. So, uh, Yeah, after that, because uh, I think their contract ends in 2030 with the Soldier Field. Ooh, okay, never mind then. I take back all of it. This is all downhill. There's nothing good going yeah. to come from this one. No, it's going <laughs> to take a long time. If they're still in Chicago. The union's right? fucking licking their chops, dude. Everybody's talking about the move. Well, it's going to be I, huge, right? It's uh, be I, dude, everybody's desperate for work right now. All the unions. Okay. So, yeah. Well, a lot, of, a lot of businesses moving to Chicago. So it's like, oh, big construction, uh, big construction like that, man. That's a lot of jobs. No one's moving to Chicago. They're moving out to the suburbs. That's what's going on here. Yeah. But if the, if the Bears move to Arlington Heights, dude, they're going to redo the whole place. That whole place is going to be redone. Yeah, I know. It's going to be an entire um, like mini city within itself. It's pretty cool. They do yeah. it now with all the stadiums. I personally really support it. I think it brings in a lot of jobs to the area. It's good for the uh, local economy and infrastructure. I'd rather my sports facilities and the towns around it to look kind of nice and appealing and have some nice restaurants, place to go drink. You don't know, you know, like the parking lot around United Center? That's what I'm saying, dude. United so fun. They got to move United Center. They got to. Comiskey's in one of the worst spots as well. For those that know. have never seen it, you're in the city, just nothing but houses and everything. It's just, you're in the city. You're in the city. And then, boom, it just opens up to this 
endless field of parking lot <laughs> with a giant dome in the middle of it and a statue of Michael Jordan. Yeah, which is one of the coolest statues, mind you. No, it's the greatest. He's, he's pure Air Jordan form, going for the dunk. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's beautiful. Big fan. Such a ridiculous, like ugly. Wait, the stadium or the uh, statue? Not appealing. The statue is beautiful, but everything around it. The, the, the parking lots, the, the building. Not an appealing environment. It's uh, something that they could maybe do to boost revenue in the area, but look, that's a crime-ridden part of the, uh, <laughs> the city, dude. I don't think they're going to invest much money into that. I Probably a parking lot's your safest bet. Right, you don't want people walking around with uh, money in their pockets yeah, going can, to local restaurants. You, you want to be able to see them coming from far away. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so I, I feel like the scarcity is what makes it successful there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Plus, it's where everybody goes to practice driving their motorcycle. Yeah, for sure. You know, and so it's probably a good place for street performers. You know, I, uh, I take the side road. Uh, coming home from work a lot to dodge this uh kind of a clusterfuck area where all these people are merging in the same spot on i-25 so i kind of go around it on a couple side roads and uh there's a lot of people that are you know down with this route and then there's multiple you know exits you could take to sneak onto the highway you know what i mean like kind of side entrances to highways that only local folk will know about yeah and yeah those are the best ways to sneak in and beat some traffic but uh on this route I take, it's uh, everybody knows the section. It's Santa Fe and Alameda. And there's this dude, Mike. I was thinking of you when I saw him the other day. He's been there for years, man. He's a juggler. And no he goes out into the intersection. And I have got to say, really impressive, man. I mean, he's doing like bowling pins and just crazy <laughs> stuff. And these things, dude, if you're stuck in traffic, like even like a light over from Santa Fe and Alameda, you could see these suckers flying through the air, like over the horizon. <laughs> this guy's tossing them like a hundred feet in the air, man. Like three or four yeah. of them. Dude, no <clears throat> dropping, nothing. And he's like spinning around and like doing oohs and ahs and flashing his hands around. You know, like it's really... Actually, very entertaining, and the guy's got some talent, man. Like He's it's, probably cleaning up on that corner. Dude. dude, and then he knows the timing of the lights, right? Yeah. And so he then just sweeps through, and I got to say, every time I'm there, man, he is cleaning up. You called it. He, yeah. Like, literally, the dollar bills are just flowing out of the fucking uh, windows. It's incredible. Yeah, come on, homeless. I mean, think about homeless guys are getting money just standing there looking ugly. If you're juggling? Dude, exactly. And here's my thought, too. You got nothing but time, man. Build a craft. Become really good at something. This guy obviously picked, you know, he picked something. He figured, I got nothing but time all day long. I'm going to try and make I some cash. I could find three objects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just scavenge around here for three objects. <laughs> and look, years later, I've been taking this route for a few years now. Like, he's, he's gotten really good. Well, Once you dive into the juggling world, man, it's a deep, deep hole. There's so many different uh, routines, different patterns. Absolutely, and I found out this guy knows the money-making hour, too. Uh, every Thursday, around like 3.50, I'm sorry, 2.50-ish, the same freight train rolls through at Alameda and blocks traffic for 20 minutes. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, jackpot, dude. This guy just owns the section for that like half oh. hour, man. Captive <laughs> audience. Yeah. 
So happy to have something to watch. Oh, we're all there just smoking bowls waiting for the train to finish. Of course we're going to tip the guy tossing shit in the air. It's fucking entertaining, man. Hell yeah. Dude, I, I noticed that uh, you can always tell who the stoners are when a freight train comes. Because you just look around and there's those that are mad and then those that you see just put the car in park and they start scavenging through their fucking car. <laughs> you see the little window crack down like an inch. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's driver's side. All of a sudden they turn into little chimneys. <laughs> Puffs of smoke. Yeah, dude. I do it too, man. That freight train comes. I'm hitting the bong. Now's the time. Yeah, man, and honestly, you know, I feel no shame in doing it. You know, it's I'm proud to actually kind of have a little weed on me to get high and make it through it. Yeah, and, helps. Uh, oh, man, that's genius, juggling. Juggling. Don't, don't just sit on the corner doing nothing, looking sorry, man. Get a skill. Learn a talent, man, and then you can be famous, and then someday you can gain, you know, 300-something pounds, and uh, you can learn how to play the flute, and then you could be like Lizzo, <laughs> right? Speaking of which, Lizzo has a message for everyone out there. Apparently, Mike, we all got to curb our fat shaming, y'all. Mm. The yeah, discourse yeah. around bodies, officially tired. The discourse around bodies is tired. I have seen comments go from, oh my gosh, I liked you when you were thick. Why'd you lose weight? To, oh my gosh, why'd you get a BBL? I liked your body before. What's a BBL? Am I uh, a <laughs> Brazilian butt lift? Come on, Frank. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, you're I need so that big. Know. I'm out of the loop. Oh, you need to lose weight, but for your Can't health. Imagine to, what your butt looks like. Oh my gosh, you're so little. You need to get ass or titties or something. To, oh my gosh, why did she get all that work done? It's just too much work. Are we okay? Whoa. Do you see the delusion? Do we realize that <clears throat> artists are not here to fit into your beauty standards? Artists are here to make art. And this body is art. And I'm gonna do whatever I want with this body. Yeah, slap that ass, baby. I wish that comments cost to draw money so we can see how much time we are fucking wasting on the wrong thing. Can we leave that shit back there, please? Wow. Oh, that's a strong message. I didn't even understand half of it, but... Uh... Okay, well, you know, I, did you send me this? I thought you sent yeah, me this. Did, yeah, okay. <clears throat> For those that couldn't see it, it's her in a very, very, very small bikini. Yes, spaghetti, uh, maybe. Here, here's the thing. You can't tell if it's, like, originally a small bikini or if it's a large one, but looks smaller. <laughs> you know, never mind. <laughs> Like if your girlfriend put it on, he'd be like, yo, what's, what's that granny fucking one piece over there, dude? I compare it to like when Homer puts the clown pants on and nothing's fit him better, right? I'll leave it at that. <laughs> My point is, maybe this bikini doesn't look so small on somebody like differently shaped than Lizzo. You know what I'm saying? So a small bikini, I don't know if I can say small. It's a tiny it's bikini, but for relative. reference, it's about five square yards of fabric. <laughs> <laughs> you could clothe like three tiny Asian kids with it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but way too small for her. <laughs> She's got this tiny bikini on. She's uh, shaking her rumpus in front of the camera and slapping it repeatedly and talking about how we need to, uh, we can't get enough of that or none of it. Or something, 
and uh, we got to leave it all behind, right? All this uh, shaming or talking about it, right? We're not supposed to talk about it? I guess not, dude. I don't know. Is that the current message heading into this year? I'm excited. We should be able to talk about it, dude. She does not look good. That looks terrible. That is unhealthy. There's a lot happening there, and we uh, discussed this a while The back. worst part was is I couldn't... <clears throat> I couldn't tell if she was wearing the bikini right because there's literally like those weird rolls. <laughs> and it's like, how did you pick which crease to put the bikini strap in? <laughs> I don't understand this whole... You know what? Uh, you know what I never saw in the last 30 years? Queen Latifah making a video of herself slapping her ass, telling everyone, you can't get none of this. Or, uh, you know, telling us that we're shaming her or not shaming her. I feel like we've done the large woman in pop music before. Uh, why is it so different with Lizzo? Why does Lizzo have to throw it in our faces that she's fat? Like, I get it. I, I don't care that you're fat, but why do you have to, like, be naked and shaking it? You know, you can just tell from that video, she probably, she just spends too much time online reading comments and shit. Do you think that's what that all kind yeah. of stemmed from? Did you hear what she said? I hear this and I hear that. It's like, dude, I never hear that shit, so... <laughs> yeah. Maybe change where you're hanging out, you know. She's in the wrong. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I hang out with uh, people that are all shapes and sizes, and we're underneath the fucking school in the basement, like changing pipes. Nobody's really talking. No one's Actually, talking. The last time we talked about a famous chick, it was um, uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, everyone's and... talking Taylor. Come on. It it was it was quite the funny it was quite the funny argument, man. A lot of different preferences on women. It was actually really funny. You are saying there are gentlemen, regular blue collar folk that don't find Taylor Swift all that attractive. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. They don't like the the way she looks. Uh, talking about um complexion, maybe she is a little pasty. I a little guess. pale. Yeah. I mean, they did have some good points. Pale and just like. <laughs> Uh, you know, one guy just likes tall, like weight, like much taller, you know, and a lot of them like them a little thicker. Oh, yeah. Well, we're talking Chicago here, the land of thickness. So, yeah, I got you. Though she looks like she can't even put down a whole sausage. Uh, yeah, how am I going to take her out? What are we going to do? That's right. Yeah, you got to date a chick like Lizzo, man. Come on. <laughs> no, 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 but that's where I was kidding. It was a funny argument, but everybody agreed. I know everybody in that room agreed Lizzo's disgusting. That's, <laughs> <right>. you know, <laughs> but they're also on board with uh, I, it even got to what's her name, like Amy Schumer, where guys were like, oh, yeah, you know, she ain't no 10 in Hollywood, but, you know, I'd give it to her. <laughs> That's funny. There was um kind of a thing I saw. It was like People Magazine or some shit like that, where they showed a picture of Amy Schumer in a bikini, not a bikini, actually, a one suit, swimsuit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One piece swimsuit, and it said something like "Amy Schumer rocking the curves." And uh, I feel like we could reserve curves for specific type of women. Uh, yeah, curves are yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like you worked out, now you got that curvy <laughs> you got ass. The curves. That's yeah. curves. Like Beyonce's got the curves. The curves. Right? But Amy Schumer, she's a thick girl. Okay. <laughs> Can yeah, we have like a? Def Definition if it's the fat two. filling those curves, <laughs> let's not call it curves. You know. She's all right, though. I mean, she's not that, she's not disgusting. 
I'm a huge fan of someone like Amy Schumer, who uh, is basically, she's the real life version, the actual walk, not the talk of go shove your opinions up your own fucking fat ass. Exactly. And, and this, those are the, those are the true, that's what a girl looks like if you want to know what a, a blue collar guy from Chicago is fucking. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> but Amy, Amy Schumer looks like someone who probably has a healthy body image in her mind. Yeah. And, yeah. and it probably a, a healthy kind of perspective on life and probably just, you nailed it, probably doesn't spend time scrolling through the comments on Twitter. Uh, she probably does. I actually don't really like Amy Schumer, but. Well, I think it's a good example for the. Uh... But she's like a healthy fat. And I wouldn't even really call her fat, just, just chubby. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I just find it funny every time Lizzo is in the news, it's either she, for some reason, gets to play John Adams like a uh, flugelhorn or some <laughs> shit, or uh, she's wearing nothing and slapping herself and shaking her ass and wondering why everyone's talking about her body. It's your whole thing. Your whole thing is talking about your body. Stop showing your body and we'll stop talking about it. Show me some fucking talent and maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> Until then, join, sit on the shelf with DJ Khaled. Yeah, dude. You, you proved me nothing. <laughs> we can't put both of them on the shelf. It'll collapse. Yeah, well, you just can't put them on one side. You got to balance out that. <laughs> counterbalance the weight there, see? <laughs> Each one of them above their own strut. Yeah. Is that her problem, man? She's just uh, struggling to stay relevant. Are, are we moving past wokeness and uh, all the fad obsession? I, maybe not, because did you see the Gatorade commercial making the rounds? It was all over TV today as I was watching football. They show this, uh, I can only wager this woman is 300 plus pounds, like on her head doing yoga. I have not seen this. It's, I'm telling you, I guarantee they did it with CGI. There's oh, yeah, just the human, abs- the human neck cannot hold that much. That's weight. what I'm saying. The way you're when you watch the commercial, you're like, come on, there's got to be like three dudes in green suits holding her up, <laughs> and then they edited that out. There's the only possible way that that happened. Have you ever seen that uh, that guy on YouTube who finds who's finding his friends? No. <laughs> and he's uh, he's like sitting there in a green suit, right? So you don't even know what he looks like. He's in a green suit. And then he'll show you a clip of, like, you know, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. And then he'll flash back. Then he'll show you how he's changing the settings. And then you can actually see the green men and what they're doing. Wow. Yeah. It's hilarious. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of green men. That's probably a sweet job in Hollywood, actually. The green guy. I don't know, man. You just strap on. Talk the about green. curves, man. Your curves are coming out in that green suit. No, you know? oh yeah. Well, well, that's why you use the uh, the old kielbasa in the pants trick, right? <laughs> no, baby, I swear it's real. <laughs> What's your number? You want to go out for lunch? Until one of the dogs eats it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said he was trained. <laughs> But no, I didn't see that Gatorade commercial, man. That's, uh, 
Well, it's an interesting one. It's one of my new favorites. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the commercials featuring extremely overweight people. Uh, in yeah, scenarios, you're supposed to be a sports drink, dude. <laughs> now you're just now you're just flat out saying, oh, we're a sugar drink." Gatorade had a commercial like 20 years ago with the uh, "Everybody Hurts" song, and it's dudes like sweating and bleeding and like competing super hard and. It was this like incredible commercial, and now it's like you can be any weight and you can do yoga. Fat <laughs> like, girl yoga. It's like <laughs> you've gone so far the other way. You're not showing any. I don't think there's a more better representation of what's happened to America in the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Went from just hardworking, nitty gritty, fucking <laughs> sweat of my brow men to fat women doing yoga. That's what we become. Yeah, literally. And as we alluded to in a previous episode, how we quite literally have a shortage of blue collar workers, skilled workers, plumbers, carpenters, farmers. Uh, I caught this little ditty over the weekend. They are apparently um, showcasing some really cool AI technology, Mike. That uh, I think is going to tell me they got a plumbing robot. The Consumer Electronics Show is <laughs> usually coming. a place for far out gadgets. I'm going to get two tomorrow. <laughs> but in the center of the fancy new hall this year, among robot arms and holograms, crowds gathered around this 18 ton piece of farming equipment John Deere's autonomous sprayer. You just turn it loose and it drives along, spots and kills weeds. No driver, no remote control. It would take 6,000 people to, to cover the, the same amount of ground. Farming is under intense pressure in the United States. Just ask Travis Center. John Deere brought him here from his farm in Arkansas. People are, are moving away from the rural areas, and so you don't have that labor force that you have. Not only that, Travis is a young farmer at 44. The average age in the U.S. is 57 for farmers. Damn, and as they retire, man. fewer are replacing them. Combine that with billions more people on a warming planet and demand for food forecast to rise by 70 to 100 percent, we have a problem. Yeah less land, more population, more demand for food. We believe technology is the solution to solving that problem. The concept here is that a family of four could conceivably run an entire farm using a fleet of robots like this. The Consumer Electronics Show is, in fact, full of agriculture technology. Deere showed us a system that fires 30 seeds into the ground a second and fertilizes each one individually. This technology, uh, by dosing the seed exactly with the amount it needs, saves over 60% or 93 million gallons wow. of nitrogen. Leave it to a robot and fields may not even need to be planted in rows any longer. We've seen a ton of changes over the last 186 years, so let your mind wander and it could happen. Jake Ward, NBC News, Las Vegas. Hey, thanks, Jake, and I love Vegas, baby. Oh, man. yeah. Hell crazy stuff, man. Ah, that's some shit from the future, huh? So I'm going to say this. I like this idea better than eating bugs. What say you? I'm kind of anti-bugs, <laughs> pro-AI stuff helping pro us with robot. the farming. Yeah, let's go robot, man. No bugs. Right? I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. <laughs> old school but new school. I don't know, man, because you know Bill Gates is in charge of this somehow. 
Oh, good call. Do you think it's behind... Be like he... <laughs> no, dude, they're going to get everybody dependent on these robots and then turn them off. And then you're fucked. Or the now only you way... have no choice but to eat the bugs. <laughs> or maybe the only way to start it is to show your vaccine passport. That'll be the end, oh, right? Oh, <laughs> my God. Then you either starve to death or die by heart attack. That's you. Yeah, man. So I think this is a good way to really curb this issue we have with the labor. But I like it. And it kind of plays into the fact that we have all these programmers and people who are out of jobs from Twitter and Apple and Facebook. Look, they can join the farming industry now. Learn to farm. Learn to code farming bots. See? <laughs> I don't know, but a family of four makes me want to become a farmer. I literally, that's all I thought when I watched this. I was like, man, now it kind of actually, and not even like a big time farmer, but you're, you could be locally, you know, kind of sustainable. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. I wish we would have more conversation about this, less focus on the windmills and the chemtrails. To block less out the sun. Fear, less fear-mongering. You know what I mean? You, br- like, you brought up the fucking, uh, the dude who wants to spray sulfur into the atmosphere. Can we do less yeah. of that and more of the robots who can uh, you build pull a crops? robot asshole? Yeah. Well, you know what the problem is? You're just an asshole who can't build a robot. Exactly. You can't even fucking see past your own nose to see that your fucking climate change is just a political stunt. And they even, they snuck it in there, right? They got a little climate change mumbo-jumbo in the mix of this, uh little clip and i'm okay with it i think this does help with your whole climate change narrative and the the scarcity of you know food and resources great let's bring in the robots for this shit can we stop arming the dog robots and telling uh, and having them uh <laughs> yell out commands about covid right less of that shit let's put them in the fields let's put them to work man yeah although maybe this is the problem this is where it goes, right? You make all these robots slave laborers. That's when they revolt. In the future, right? They start to come up with ideas of freedom. And then they, uh, they have their own... The real question is in a thousand years, which robot will play Will Smith? Will Smith, you're psycho, the ro- in, the, in the robot emancipation. <laughs> totally psycho, man. <laughs> The robot will slap Will Smith. <laughs> the robot emancipation. Literally exactly what I was thinking. And instead of oh, Will geez. Smith, I don't know if you're familiar, but Will Smith apparently wrestles an alligator in emancipation. I'm gonna, no way. I'm going to repeat that. because like a baby I, alligator? I, I, or a crocodile. He Apparently he wrestles some sort of full-grown live alligator or crocodile. I think not really. I think it's CGI, right? But oh, it's, it's gotta be part of the movie. And uh, in the robot one, he could do. Uh, he could wrestle one of the robot dogs. See, it's Poor all guy in green right. suit that had to wrestle and probably got slapped so many times. Oh. <laughs> I say nothing about Jada. It's just a scene. <laughs> How many times do you think he slapped the alligator? <laughs> so many. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude in prep for the scene the director's like okay will so this alligator he just made some jokes about jada okay <laughs> mean ones they're about her bald head okay go tear his head off 
Get him, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Poor alligator didn't stand a chance. <laughs> Man, here we are a year later. The slap is still funny. It's, a, it's one year later, still funny. I love the slap. Still as unbelievable as it was when it happened. <laughs> still more important than anything else in the news. You know? I really can't think of a funnier incident that happened that, like, hmm. everybody was talking about. Like, literally everyone... Every walk of life, every age, no matter your political background, gender, identification, whatever it is, (laughs) no matter what, everyone thought the slap was absolutely the most entertaining and hilarious thing they've ever seen in their lives. (laughs) I I still do this day say, it was the first thing since COVID started that happened that you could just bring up at work, bring up around (laughs) anybody. It was non-political, had nothing to do with COVID, and it was just something that you could talk about and laugh about, and it was just the greatest, like, (laughs) it's what broke the ice finally after COVID. Wow, great call. Like, how do we get back to living with each other? The slap. (laughs) You know? He slapped COVID. The Oscars must be around the corner. I can only assume. I think it's like a February gig, right? So I never know. It just comes around. It's like a leap year. (laughs) Never know what's going to happen. Just surprises you when it does. I think Jimmy Kimmel might be hosting it this year, actually. So that should be a good time. Yeah, the Kimmel man. Well, I, I like when he does the hosting things because... Adam Carolla usually writes jokes, or at least he used to. I don't know if they're still on good terms anymore. But I don't think they could let Carolla anywhere near Hollywood. <laughs> I think you're right, dude. I mean, dude, come on. Fuck a kid or two, dude. You're making these guys look bad. <laughs> what are you, some kind of purist? <laughs> Is it really down to that at this point? Even Emma talks about it like, there's shit all over TikTok now and all the uh, the other social spheres out there, man. Like, I think the whole yeah. pedophilia thing in Hollywood is kind of mainstream at this point. Like, yes, yes, everybody knows it now. You you have to fuck. A, it's not just it's Hollywood. It's the politics. You know, everything. You got to fuck a kid. That's what it comes down to. Wow. I feel, I feel really bad for the young boy that had to fuck AOC. God, that must have been terrible. <laughs> oh my. That horse face is going to haunt in your dreams, kid. <laughs> oh, man. You don't find AOC to be attractive, man? She's uh, she's like a Chicago 7, but that's got not the uh, energy and the fire. She's a bartender. I'm sure after a few drinks, she probably got it going on. She's probably, I don't know. She's really annoying. She is. I now. watched that uh, that Seinfeld episode where he has that like super hot actress chick, mm-hmm. but he can't take her personality. Oh yeah. And there's the one scene where like him and her are trying to like he's trying to hook up with her and she's making him like read a scene with her. Mm-hmm. And like uh, there's Penis Jerry and Brain Jerry playing chess at the table. <laughs> <laughs> You 
Yeah, like there's some chicks like you might be hot, dude, but God, you're you're just too annoying. There's no way I could like listen to you. And so the brain beats out the penis. That's what happens. Well, that's the whole joke. Is yeah, the brain was just letting the penis win the whole time, and then finally he's like, I can't. Wow. That he wins. Yeah, it's probably better off when that happens in the end. A lot of the times, the penis takes control, and the brain doesn't have time to catch up. Penis is a fast mover. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes in that microsecond from, you know, never know what it's going to do. Yeah, I guess so, man. I guess so. Well, Seinfeld's good stuff. I actually uh, have caught up a few times recently on some old episodes. I brought up Step by Step the other day, and uh, Seinfeld is another one that I've been dabbling into. Almost, uh, <clears throat> again, doesn't really like connect to the modern era in a lot of ways anymore. It's really yeah. weird. Like, uh, you couldn't do the Seinfeld these days. I don't know how, what's his name? Curb your enthusiasm? How did he survive the woke mob of the like last 10 years? Well, do you know what I heard is coming onto TV? No. Mel Brooks is doing a show. I don't know if he was still alive. Yeah, that's mind-blowing, actually. He's doing History of the World Part 2. No way. Yeah. Which, I gotta tell you, just the other day, I finally got that joke. Explain. The, the History of the World Part 1? Yes. There is no Part 2? Right. Because it hasn't happened yet. There you go. That's the joke. And now he's I gonna never, do it. I never really thought about it, but it's funny now that you, you know. Is he implying now that it has occurred? I don't know. I mean, we'll see what the show is, but I just think that's a funny joke. That is this. Know, uh... I've watched the movie many a times, and like, still to this day, you're getting me. You know, I'm like still getting the joke. You know. Yeah, I just always thought it was there was never going to be one. Because <laughs> you know? it never happened. Hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Um, is this going to be like a, a Netflix uh, gig? They said TV, so probably cable. I don't know. How... That means Ooh. it's not going to be good. Well, TV does need some viewers these days, right? So maybe they could... Uh, and Mel Brooks, old school dude. Likes to do kind of theatrical kind of stuff. So I could see him doing it like a live TV show thing. Maybe. I don't know. Which would be pretty cool, but I, you know... I think these days everyone does the, the television series, like the eight-episode kind of run, you know? That's the best way to do it, right? That's right. It's instead of doing a three-hour movie, take note, James Cameron, three-hour movie. <laughs> Unbelievable. Avatar 2, man. Have you seen it? I have not. Have you? Fuck no, dude. I don't have time for this. Sit for three hours? <laughs> Well, Mike, that's, a, that's an eighth of my day, asshole. What the fuck you doing? The eighth of my day. <laughs> it's a, it's an apparently a huge, huge movie right now. Um, I think oh, it's, it's the biggest movie in the world, dude. Top Maverick. Oh yeah, it's uh Well, let's play it away here, real quick. In case you missed it, and another blockbuster week for James Cameron's Avatar: The Way of Water. I love the, love the music on this one. Solidifying its spot in movie history, crossing the 1.5 billion dollar mark of 1. the global box office, topping Top Gun: Maverick as the number one worldwide release of 2022. Officially becoming the ninth 
highest grossing film of all time, getting there in just 23 days, joining the ranks of other James Cameron favorites like Titanic and the first Avatar. Wow. Man, 1.5 billion. They should just send some Avatar movies to Ukraine. We could be all done with the war. Come on. <laughs> Sound like 10 of them over there. Or let's just have James Cameron direct this fucking fake thing we got going on here. Get him on set. <laughs> Knock this war out in three hours. Right? Come on, man. <laughs> man, 1.5 billion, huh? That's a huge... Everybody talks shit about it. Oh, yeah. They, they hate it for some reason, but it's making money. It's making some dough. and uh, They spent $900 million making it. And it took like 12 years or some shit like that, right? See, yeah, I heard was... the reason it took 12 years is because they did like four movies. Yeah, I think they did. They at least have a second one after this, like the oh, third it's like one. three more at least. They have the third one already in the can, but from what I recall, the problem being is much of the movie, for most of it, they had to wait for the technology to catch up to his idea. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I knew you would say that. Yes, I believe it's a lot of hype. I don't fully believe don't know, that's in That's what that. they said about the first one, and then I saw it, and I was like, all right, this is a little better than Jurassic Park. Uh, that came out 10 years before, you know? Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a cool movie. I have no idea. I don't think um, I'll be ever uh, able to convince Emma to go to the theater to see it. Uh, oh, no. When she found out it was three hours, it was a hard no. And uh, Was it the fucking vacation on Gilligan's Island here? Like, dude. <laughs> we'll be checking it out. At least give an intermission. You're not going to do an intermission, man. Come on. I'll wait for it to come out on Amazon Prime, and uh, yeah, that's what. I, yeah, we're gonna watch yeah. it here. Uh, fine, whatever. I'm gonna fall asleep during the movie. I'm not gonna go to the fucking theater. You know, you need to be able to take at least a 20 minute break in the middle. Go smoke a little more weed in the car. Refresh on the uh, drinks and the uh, the snacks. Oh, dude, that's a three hours, dude. <clears throat> that's fucking two, even two drinks an hour. That's six drinks just for me. I got. I, I have some things. Uh, that's one hundred twenty dollars at the movie theater. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, I was checking out a review or an opinion piece on CNN by Jeff Yang. Did you read some of that that I sent you? Oh, how racist it is! So, uh, Jeff Yang of CNN, he uh, he writes this piece <laughs> about. Avatar 2, and uh, I, I have some uh, parts of it that I wanted to just throw out to you here. This is Jeff Yang's take uh, on, uh, on Avatar 2. So he goes, uh, Just as the appearance and traditions of Cameron's forest Navi liberally borrowed from Native American and African peoples, his aqua <laughs> Navi are foundationally Polynesian in nature with key characteristics played by actors of Maori and other Pacific descent. But extracted from their context, pounded into fragments, and randomly sifted together, these indigenous quote-unquote homages end up serving as mere cultural glitter, giving an authentic feeling exotic sparkle to Cameron's synthetic science fiction milieu. In the process... 
their original meaning gets erased, as does the lived history of the people who imbued them with that meaning. And all this comes in service of a story about a white man adopted by a non-white people who quickly demonstrates that he is superior to the quote-unquote savages around him in every way, even their own ways. All of this isn't to deny that Cameron has good intentions. The films are emotionally potent. Attacks on corporate eco-cannibalism. It's a new one for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here, it's, it goes more for Eco-cannibalism? Oh, yeah. Like- corporate eco-cannibalism. Yeah, it threw me off there. Oh. He's this progressive uh, <laughs> new age wow. vocabulary is just crazy in my mind sometimes. Okay, so and his choice to cast white actors as the quote unquote colonizers and non-white actors as the noble oppressed Navi was deliberately intended to invoke the real life circumstances of native peoples. Yes, it's easy to ask whether Cameron's science fiction reinterpretation draws attention to the historical struggles of indigenous people against white Western invasion or distracts from it. And, and more than a few indigenous scholars and activists have been asking just that. Which means that with two movies out and three yet to come, three, Mike, three yet to come here, <clears throat> the tale of Pandora's Occupation is likely already far better known than any stories of the actual genocide, exploitation, and cultural decimation of indigenous peoples on Earth, from the Native American Trail of Tears to the brutal put-down of Kenya's Mau Mau Rebellion to the overthrow and seizure of the Kingdom of Hawaii. (laughs) As it is... Audiences and critics now and in the future will loud Cameron's creativity and attention to detail, and they should, but they likely won't know how much of the franchise's incredible world building is simply an act of elaborate collage, snapping together elements pulled from scores of our world's oldest civilizations while ascribing them to fantastical cat people rather than resourceful human beings. So, folks, go see Avatar 2, a fantastical fiction, (laughs) fiction story. It's a fictional story, you ass clown. What is wrong with this guy? It takes place on a fictional planet. Yes. (laughs) Not even a real people, not even a real planet. As a matter of fact, the country that invaded that planet doesn't even exist. Ken Young. Yang, sorry, Ken Yang, wow. Mm -hmm. What a doofus. Starting to see why... uh, Harvard doesn't want so many Asians in there, you know? <laughs> Dude. This guy's a buzzkill, man. Could you imagine seeing a movie with this guy? Oh, God, I know. What movie do you like, asshole? <laughs> right? <laughs> the Sound of Water, or whatever that fucking movie was. I don't know if you caught it, and I didn't think this was possible, but he complained that they had indigenous people playing indigenous-like people. What's this guy's fucking problem? Uh, they, they can't, they, you can't win with these assholes. It's, it's literally a no-win scenario. How you mean, uh, You're offended <laughs> that James Cameron was writing a movie, fictional, about a fictional people who live on water, and so he maybe studied people that stu- live on water? Right? 
He's like, well, I wonder what people who live on water actually do. And so he <laughs> went to real people and he studied their ways and their cultures and incorporated it into his. Like, obviously, right? I personally think it's pretty cool <clears throat> that he drew on some real life interpretations for these characters. You, you know what it tells me? It tells me if I watch that movie, I bet you it seems realistic. Yes. Might uh, feel like a you know very authentic. Hmm. That this... is ins- that is an insane <laughs> review. He so the, by the way, the, I... worst part is, the, the worst part is that review of the movie. I, you didn't even tell me like what the movie's about. Is it good? Is it bad? And it starts. The whole thing starts with him talking about how he's sitting there with his fourteen-year-old son. <laughs> oh, that poor kid. <laughs> That poor kid. That's all I could think, dude. <laughs> poor little yingling. Also, you sat there for three hours just stewing in hatred for something you perceived to be racist? You're the only person that stayed awake the whole time in that theater because you were <laughs> fucking angry. Hate watching. <laughs> Dad, you don't want to take an intermission? It looks like everybody else has. No. <laughs> Gotta study this racism. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of those views, it sounds to me like you went into the movie with those opinions before you even it even started. Oh yeah, so. come on, for sure, dude. There's no way you're just like, oh, I'm gonna go check this movie out, take an objective look at it, <laughs> and you came out with just. Because <sighs> I know you have never st- whatever Yingling your name is, whatever. No way you actually studied the Mavi people or whatever of Polynesia. You had no idea who it was until somebody told you, you know, and then you had this opinion before you even went into it. Yes, exactly. So go fuck (laughs) yourself, dude. I'm going to tell you, there's an asshole in the story. It's not James Cameron. We're here. It's 2023. My God, man. Are we still looking for race and everything? Are we still digging? And by the way, you are digging, man. Like this is, this is enough. I feel well, like so you guys, tri- you guys tried with the whole AAIP, and nobody fucking gave a nobody gave a damn. That <laughs> That's is right. Not nobody cares about AAIP. I didn't even catch on to that. Great call. He's kind of linking the African and the AAIP. Did I do that one right? Uh, Asian American and Island Pacific are Frank. Yeah, I see. It's turps all over again. <laughs> Turf. Oh, turps. <laughs> Turp is your weed. <laughs> not, <laughs> it's not an acronym, it's an abbreviation. <laughs> Once again, I have proven myself the ultimate bigot. You're welcome, folks. <laughs> That's why I couldn't get through fucking Ken Yang's ridiculous fucking opinion piece. He used so many ultra new wave liberal neoliberal BIPOC terminology that I'm like, what are you? What are you complaining about? I don't even know what he's complaining about anymore. That's what's so crazy are, about who, this. Piece. Who are you complaining on behalf of? Or An two. ancient Polynesian <laughs> tribe? Are they offended by this movie? This ancient Polynesian <laughs> tribe? They're rolling in their graves, of course. Uh, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't be rolling in their graves. They're sea people. They were just released. They're rolling in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck? Who are you speaking on behalf of here, asshole? Was it a good movie or was it not? 
You know, is it a thumbs up? Is it a thumbs down? Did your like, kid have fun? Doing? Did your kid have fun? I think it's for the kids. If the kid had fun, then you should have had fun, Ken Yang. But you probably I would like didn't. to hear more about how your kid's drugs wore off about two minutes in, and then he became a little restless. You know what I'm sensing here? This is what I'm sensing is Ken, Ken Yang had to take his 14-year-old to a movie, and he walks out $200 later, and he's pissed off, so he accuses this movie of being racist. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what it was. Because they are robbing you blind when you go see a movie now. Good call. That's a good call. So maybe. Uh, Do you see the the scam they got going on now? I am not aware of this new scam, and I love a good scam, my man. Oh, this is a great scam. Hell yeah. You can't even even go to the concession stand to buy food. Wait, uh, what? Uh, No, dude. You order it, and then they bring it to you in, in, the, in the movie. Oh, you get a little service. I'm okay with the service, you know? Uh, but then you got a tip. Oh. Oh, see what they did there, people? Scam. This... I didn't have to tip you when you were just some kid behind the counter, but now you're my fucking waiter. Wow. Now I got a tip. I think if they bring me a cold, frothy beer in a chilled glass, you get a tip. Oh, you're getting a beer. It's frothy. Probably not cold, and there's no frosted glass. <laughs> it, it cost you 16 bucks, and you're getting, you gotta give them a tip. We got an Alamo theater near our place, and it's kind of like a bar slash theater. You can get a good, get yourself a pretty good beer there. It's expensive, though. That's the problem. And then you still do the line thing. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen this, uh, service everywhere i i've been to some of the joints where you do have like a menu and then they come by and they like crouch walk past you basically yeah it's it's so stupid maybe one of the worst jobs i gotta say oh that's a fun time it's up there Unless you get to hang and watch the movie, right? I always thought working in a movie theater would be cool if you had some downtime and you can catch a flick. Yeah, but I mean, how many movies? Nowadays, dude, there's like one out of ten that I actually want to see. Not a lot of good movies out there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But, yeah, well. Like, I guess if I'm, if I'm working, I catch 15 minutes per shift. After three months, I could watch Avatar 2. That's right, <laughs> Most movies now, they're probably, what would you say, like two hours, right? Like 120-something minutes plus. 90 minutes needs to be the max. I'd love to make that standard, but I've been noticing that these two-hour flicks, they take me, uh, they take us about two two days or so to get through, typically. And so I I actually, I was gauging it with the Avatar. I'm like, that's going to take us probably um, two weeks. It's going to take two different weekends for us to finish. We're gonna get through it like one halfway through one weekend. We'll finish it the next weekend. So oh, it better hit Amazon in time for a snowstorm, because the minute the weather's <laughs> nice, I don't got time. They should chop it up in four pieces and throw it out like a little mini series. Oh, good call. Good call, dude. You guys do. You guys did eight episodes on the chick that fell down the stairs. <laughs> 
I watched that ridiculous like ten episode thing on OJ starring uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, it's fantastic. But Cuba Gooding good? Jr. is no OJ Simpson. I gotta say, why that was... they just have OJ play OJ? <laughs> Probably the same quality of an actor. <laughs> Honestly, oh, right on par. <laughs> you never saw this man. It was a pretty funny miniseries. It had John Travolta as um. The main lawyer, I can't remember his name. Shapiro or whatever. No way. Yeah, man. It's a classic little miniseries. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it. I actually thought it was pretty good, uh, with the exception of Cuba Gooding Jr. It, it's just, you know, OJ is like an imposing... Dude, Cuba Gooding Jr. had one... <laughs> he had two good roles. One was the fucking guy in the Navy, right? Right, yeah. The diver. Sure. Two was the football player in Jerry Maguire. Absolutely. Yeah. Beyond that, you're the most overrated actor out there, dude. Didn't he do uh, the retard movie, uh, Radio? He went full retard. That's right, dude. <laughs> he went full retard. He thought he could pull it off because he's black. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let Sean Penn be a lesson to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you go full retard, next thing you know it, you're handing off your Oscar to Zelensky in Ukraine. <laughs> That's what happens, people. Beware, Cuba. It's coming to you, buddy. You've got an Oscar to give. Watch out, pal. <laughs> He's next. Next on his way to Ukraine. <laughs> Because this thing's going to get bigger, and uh, we're going to need to send more uh, Oscars over there. So, Cuba's next on you the can't list. can't fund this war with one. How's he going to win with only one Oscar? <laughs> it's, He's it's, fighting Putin. <laughs> it's funny they make you do the gay thing after you do the retard thing, because Cuba, 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 I, can, I don't know if I'm saying it right. He, he did the... Uh, he did the boat cruise movie immediately after that, like ended his career officially, where he like books the wrong boat cruise and he's on a gay cruise. He went full gay. Yeah, he, yeah, that's right. You had to. He has to. That's what the happens. only comeback, huh? Full well, and that, well, yeah. Well, uh, Sean Penn, he played Harvey Milk. You always bring that up. I never saw it. Well, I think he won an Academy Award for it. Yeah, they give that to anybody. <laughs> Not even impressive anymore. Including Will Smith, I guarantee it. I mean, we're getting to the point now where Oscars and Academy Awards are about as useless as the Nobel Prize. Wow. Tell me you won a Nobel Prize. Oh, you're a Jew who does science. (laughs) And we're canceled. That was a good run. (laughs) I had a good time. How hard was that to be born Jewish and then study a couple science books? (laughs) Well, they gave it to... Obama, while he was still president, I feel like that may have been the kiss of death for the award. That was when it re- that's when everybody, it's stupid. It's stupid. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, he got the Peace Prize. In the middle of being the president with the highest kill count for drone strikes. He, he perfected drone warfare and he got the Nobel Peace Prize. Wow, it's almost yeah. like they're just shoving it in our face. That's how it feels. Oh, that's how, speaking of shoving her face, Frank, I don't want to forget like everybody else did. We gotta talk Jan sixth. Oh man! Well, wait. Hold on a second. Let me see here. Where are we at? We had the anniversary, man. I can't believe the country survived. Oh, I know. I was gonna save it for the second hour, actually. Uh. <laughs> Ooh. 
A little bit of breakfast sausage came up on that one. That was from fucking <laughs> 8 o'clock this morning. And that's why we have such a huge lady following out there, believe it or not. The women, the women just love it. They uh, can't get enough. Can't get enough of it. You see, what's funny is they believe it's uh, just a digital sound effect that we added into the post. That's what I tell them all, but... Uh... I've been told I'm charming. <laughs> You're the Barney Barney Gumble of uh, podcasters, Mike. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse. I'll take that. One. Isn't he the plow? Or no, Homer's the plow king, right? No, Homer's Mister Plow, and Barney's the plow king. Plow king, yeah. Eh? yeah. That's right. <laughs> Which, speaking of, I, I lately. I think I'm going to do my own plow thing. I was a little inspired by a Jer- Hawkeye story and uh, how he was out there plowing. Nobody has plowed my fucking street, man. Really? It's ice. It's just like melting ice slush stuff that re-icifies you know, ice-ifies at night. You, and you're just skating on your car <laughs> down the block. Yeah, but you don't want to be the guy that's plowing your whole street unless the people are paying you. I don't know. I was thinking, actually, and hear me out, of <laughs> plowing just a strip from my driveway. <laughs> That's genius. To the main road where they plow. That's genius. <laughs> I like it. And if anyone wants a little hand, hey, fork over some dough, people. This is yep. Biden's America. Hey, 20, bu- 20 bucks, I'll connect your driveway to my fucking strip. <laughs> give, me a, give me a 20 there, Grandpa, and maybe I'll uh, do the porch. <laughs> <laughs> I got the idea for my neighbor, so he he's got a nice um like a, not a plow but a snow blower, but a really good industrial sized one. And he he's out there, man, like four in the morning, like getting the snow before it really like uh you know gets yeah, bad before hardens. Yes, yeah. exactly. He's re- he's really smart at that. <clears throat> and the other and when we had the big storm, he plowed it like. I swear to God, maybe 25 feet into the road. It was, it was like unbelievable. But <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, that's genius. That's absolutely yeah. genius. Except for the fact that like there's a giant mountain now like kind of <laughs> that won't melt because he, you know, he pushed all this snow like right there. It's not his problem. It kind of is. I feel like it blocks his uh, area in a little bit. But either way, I noticed and I thought this is pretty smart. You know, if, if we as a community, if everyone could kind of do this, and then we can formulate a big line, right? We we could all contribute in a way, and essentially, as taxpayers say, well, we know we're being ripped off because clearly our taxes pay for fucking nothing. But we could do something together as a community and create a nice little pathway so we can get out safely in the mornings. Mm. And I thought I could inspire it. Yeah, I don't know how true this is, but... um Apparently, in Chicago, in certain neighborhoods, if your block doesn't pay the drivers, they just don't come plow your street. All right. Well, I'm going to look into this because there's there's blocks that I'll go to. You know, we got we we're going to the like elementary school in the middle of the block. You know. Oh yeah. And we get we get there and like the street is not plowed like a week after it snowed. And they tell they like these neighborhoods. They tell me that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the like like the heads of the block 
like they get an envelope ready for the drivers every year. Damn. And the and the blocks that don't give them the the envelope, they they wait for the they they're last. You got, they get oh man, you got to pay the piper. That's how it works, yeah. dude. You got. <laughs> yeah. So I'm crazy. And this is why we will never be a cashless society. There's just some parts of society that exist still in that kind oh, of world. Absolutely, dude. And, I don't want that fucking shit on record. Yeah, Who nobody cares? does, man. And by the way, you know, uh, with like cash and winnings and stuff, they were pushing that you have to declare to the IRS the 600 or more winnings. Yeah. And so when the guy in our fantasy league texted out, before it was all said and done, like, speaking of winnings, how, how does everybody want them, cash or Venmo? Everyone said cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to you. No. I'll come pick it up. I'll come and get that cash, dude. Don't be telling the IRS, man. <laughs> Don't even say it too loud next to your fucking Siri. <laughs> you know? How funny is that shit, man? Nobody trusts uh, the government anymore, and maybe that is the most positive thing to come out of the COVID experience. Uh, to be totally yeah, I mean, nobody trusts the new 8,700 fucking IRS agents or whatever they hired. Did you catch McCarthy's speech? He declared they're going to cancel that. Yeah, we'll I, see. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, there's nothing... Uh, <laughs> More believable than the word of a politician, right? So, uh... Especially a guy who just <laughs> changed his mind during 14 vote rounds and now agrees. Did you, Did you see... Know what I think that, I think, I, honestly, God, I think that whole thing was just a cover-up so nobody talks about Mexico. I think there was a big cover-up as well going on. It was a big distraction for the news. However, did you see that moment where that, like, red-faced fat dude, like, almost accosted Matt Gates and then got into his face? And there's a clip going around uh, TikTok and all the other places where... It's a close-up of Matt Gates' face, and this guy gets in his ear, and then Matt Gates has this look of just shock and disgust, and then he that's the moment then he nods and he agrees to the vote. What did that guy say to Matt Gates? Ooh. We have your daughter. <laughs> I was going to say something more along the lines of uh, what we were discussing earlier is, Mike, come on, they're always diddling with the kitties, dude. Come on, we know that. They got evidence on everybody. <laughs> you just dropped a name. Sarah Jones. <laughs> or an age. <laughs> <laughs>